guys, we're here, we're live, we're back. We Lunch are alive. Plus. I'm alive. Uh, welcome to Lunch Plus Thursday. We are super excited to have you. Uh, Our cameraman is discoing in the back, so that's pretty exciting. I, when you said we're alive, I'm like, we're not dead. <laughs> it's a good day because we're not dead. Hey, if you're watching, <laughs> you're not dead. Congratulations. Good job, guys. It's a good day. <laughs> we've got an awesome episode in store for you today. Here's what we've got going on right now. As you know, it's family chat. It's secretly our favorite part of this opening is we get to hang with you, followed by who would win in a fight? And I have high hopes for this day because I believe this is the day where Buddy is going to obliterate his opponent. Because um, I usually lose. But it, he's also <laughs> going up against Abigail, so. Wait, wait, wait. So what, is, what are you saying about Abigail? I, like, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I believe in Abby, but I am vocalizing verbal support for you because you said I was not for you the last few times. And I am, oh, I am strongly I got, for you. I understand. You. I thought you were just like. <laughs> Abby's gonna get destroyed today. No, no. Abby has some pretty good arguments, but I oh, believe great. in you. I, I do. Also, after who would win in a fight, it's time for Q&A. Everybody loves Q&A time with Pastor and Buddy. It's gonna be awesome, followed by confessions, and then we are continuing yesterday's message, healing. We're talking about healing. Mm -hmm. What's it called? Uh, how to walk in supernatural healing. And it's gonna be awesome. But right now, Abby says, ouch. Abby. I told you off camera that I really think you're going to win, but I'm, I'm boosting up <laughs> my belief in Buddy as well. I'm speaking for both. I'm just Switzerland. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's going to win. I'm going to vote for both. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's... Okay. I, May your yes be yes and your no be no. Abby's great. Buddy's <laughs> great. The team is great. Who would win is great. Everything's great. I haven't done an opening with you this week. I'm excited to be doing the intro with you. I thought about sure. that today. I'm I like... Been here. It's... it's been a while. Yeah, here we go. Okay, it's time for, did Abby, Abby, did you hear Buddy singing? Buddy and Abby, like, are in sync right now. This <laughs> is going to be a really interesting debate. Okay. I'll look for Priscilla for it, too. <laughs> Question number one of the day. Oh, wait, hold on. I need to pause. It's, here's another reason why it's exciting. You know why? Why? Because today is... Find your buddy. Find, find your buddy day. Oh, find that, that your thing. buddy. If you are brand wait, new... Wait, wait, wait. Can you bring back the picture? <laughs> I'm wearing the same outfit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> what a coincidence. If you are brand new, here's what we do with that. Aside from let you see Buddy's face that close. We hide Buddy in one of our graphics every so often. You never know when it's happening. It's like a bear attack. It just sneaks up on you. So you have to be hyper observant today because we've hidden Buddy in one of our graphics throughout the segments. And the first person who comments and says where Buddy is on the graphic wins. So. For example, let's say that he's in one of our questions. You have to say, Buddy's in, in this question, or Buddy's on, Buddy's on the word that, or wherever he is. So the first person that correctly comments and tells us where Buddy is, whoever finds our Buddy, mm -hmm. gets a gift card on us. It's not my favorite part of the broadcast, but it is a part of the broadcast. But it is the part that we've talked about getting t-shirts made for. That's so if true. you are in support of Find Your Buddy t-shirts, let us know. Or socks. Or <laughs> socks. Wow, Christmas yes, got that exciting. Exists. Anyway. Question number one. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> 
Broccoli or carrots? I'd say that's an easy one. 100% uh, broccoli. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's, not, that's not a question. Mm -hmm. yeah. I used to really love carrots, but mm -hmm. carrots are chock full of sugar. Really? Like, they're the vegetable that's you, really high in sugar. But, but wouldn't that be like the, the good sugars? Well, not if you're sugar, trying. Right? I, yeah, it's the good sugar, but it's, it's, it's the one that I gravitated toward mostly as a kid, probably because it was the one highest in sugar. So mm. I, I overdid myself. I was Bugs Bunny with it. Well, anytime I eat carrots, I need ranch with it. Yeah. So it does that doesn't help. Carrots are a good carrier like of <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what that was. Um mm -hmm. of dressings and things. Yeah. I don't know why I'm Switzerland today. Like I literally just said I'd prefer broccoli and I'm defending carrots for why carrots are mm -hmm. also great. Yes. Sorry, George said broccoli with cheese. That is That's how one of the best things ever. That's how I make all of his vegetables. Broccoli <laughs> with cheese, Carrots green with beans cheese? with cheese, peas with cheese. Carrots with cheese? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. It would work. Uh, Priscilla says, I can't choose. I love both. I choose love. Okay. We're in an interesting mood today, guys. Our I choose love. Are, we are. <laughs> you know, I, I think broccoli. Broccoli makes me mm -hmm. feel better about my vegetable decisions. I agree. Yeah. Because it's green. Um, Pastor Brian says, raw carrots are loaded in sugar or canned carrots? So it's not that they're necessarily loaded. I may have said that, but it's they're the high, one of the highest like sure. carbohydrate and sugar-based vegetables. So like when I did keto, carrots were on the super do not eat because they have more sugar in them than other vegetables do. Like they're one of the highest in that way. Kind of yeah. like bananas are one of the highest sugary fruits. It's, it's just how... The vegetables work. Now, That's why Bugs Bunny likes them. I would just like to note that nobody has chosen carrots on the comments. It's true. Nobody. nobody. So carrots, I'm sorry. Sorry, carrots. Yeah. Serena might choose carrots, but she's not on but the podcast right yeah. now. So. Okay, question number two. Bum, ba -da. Doctor or dentist? Interpret this however you want. Um... How about neither? <laughs> I, I got a bunch of thumbs up from by the camera. Yeah, I, I'm not one that goes and that enjoys going to either. Um, I think if I had to pick one, though, I think I'd prefer to go to the dentist because at least my teeth would be clean afterwards. I so you. I could have a tangible walk away. Oh, look how clean my mouth is. I, I, I can understand that. I would probably not pick that. Really? I would probably pick the doctor just because, like, the dentist is not a... It's, like, probably the most miserable visit. Because, like, they're scraping at your teeth. They're always stabbing your gums with the pokey thing. And what kind of dentist do everywhere. you go to? I don't know. What dentist do you go to that there's blood everywhere? Like, that's Sweeney Todd dentistry. That's <laughs> it's not, not where fun. you go. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun. Natalie says doctor. George says doctor with an exclamation point. It's a strong doctor from George. Abby's dentist because Abby's my girl. Uh, Humphrey says doctor. Johnny says dentist because our supper is awesome. I, Ours I, I, is super, super awesome. Super awesome. I was like, <laughs> our supper is awesome? <laughs> That's a weird rationality. Yeah, like, especially with all the sweets that he makes. That no just joke. probably wouldn't be the best. That's true. But Johnny's told me that he doesn't eat his own uh, desserts, which mm -hmm. is amazing Willpower. to me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he makes the best desserts. It's true. Okay, number three. Question number three of the day. We're pretty split on that one. Seahorse or whale? Like 
Why is this a question? I don't know. These <laughs> but, ones came from Serena. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's a great question. Then. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> seahorse or whale? Can I? Do I choose the whale? Yes. Sure. Like, if it's a specific kind of whale, I would. Maybe, maybe it's which would you rather become or own? I don't. I don't know. It's however you want to interpret. It's this. a specific kind of whale. I would choose seahorse still. <laughs> really? Yeah, probably. Over a whale? Mm -hmm. Seahorses are such unique species. But They're like they the get... only species where the male carries the babies. And that's what you want to have and to, or to become? I do not want to become that. <laughs> but seahorses are super cool to watch too. Like, like they have the, the two little things that flap really fast. When they move around, they're 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 really when they go to sleep, they they coil their tail around a piece of kelp or something so that they don't drift away. They're super interesting creatures. Whales are just big. They eat people, like Pinocchio and Jonah. Even though that was a large fish, but you know whatever. No Same one, thing. no one is on your side. No well, one. everyone at, is team whale. Honestly, though. Everyone. Well, guys. There you go. <laughs> team team whale. Like who? Okay, if I'm becoming one, I want to become a whale. If I'm going to own one, I well, want to own a whale. Where would you put it is the question. In the ocean. And then I get a boathouse and the whale tows me wherever I want it to go. I just lasso the whale and it drags my little boathouse over to Hawaii. And then he gives me a ride up there to Japan. And then we get to travel all over the place because the whale is my friend. This is a very realistic depiction of what it would be like to have a pet whale. Yes. Eo says seahorse. You've got I'm not one. alone. You've got, you've got one. Mm-hmm. One. Um, okay, our last question of the day. <laughs> Apple or, oh, we did that one already. Yeah, we did that one well, that's yesterday. That's sad. There should be another 100 one. 100% Apple. 100% Apple. 100%. Bananas mm. are sad. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care. We can take that one down. Uh, George says that whales do not eat people. George very strongly wants you to know that whales do not eat people. But how do you explain Geppetto? I explain Pinocchio? it as, as Disney. Well, Disney. The only place well, where your example of has a... been cool is Little Mermaid. What cool movie is there about a seahorse? Um, sea Biscuit. No, no, get it's out. A, it's got the word C in it get and there's out. a horse. We're done. <laughs> We're done. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. But I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased with it. Okay, so. guys, that was Family Chat. We are now going to head over to our first official segment of the day, Who Would Win in a Fight? Mm -hmm. Put in the comments right now who you think is going to win, Buddy or Abby. You don't even know what they're debating. Who do you think is going to win? And be on the lookout Four, find your buddy, find, find your buddy. Look for buddy throughout all of our graphics and the first person who correctly tells us where buddy is located, not on a segment in the graphic itself. Get the gift yes. card on us, stick around, share the broadcast if you haven't done it yet. Oh, and it's not the next image that you're about to see. Remember the countdown yeah, has that the, image? The countdown it. doesn't count. That's, no, that doesn't count. Yes. You'll see him hidden somewhere. It's miniature buddy. Miniature. Miniature. That's the first time I heard someone pronounce every single letter in that word. Miniature. Anyway. 
Okay, here we go. <laughs> do, do people say it like that? Miniature. Yeah. What it's do you miniature. say? Miniature. Miniature. Why would there be an A in it if you don't say the A? Because, okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. It's time for who would win and fight Buddy or Abby. Here we go. Stick around. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast where we say miniature apparently. Sure do. <laughs> um, we have an awesome broadcast for you today. First up, we have who would win in a fight? After who would win in a fight, we have a session of Q&A followed by a time of confession followed by what's the word? It's going to be awesome, but first we have who would win in a fight? Well, hi guys, welcome to Who Would Win in a Fight. This is gonna, this is, I enjoy this broadcast, so not, not because I pretty much lose every time. Yeah. But it's just okay. super fun. Here, here's how this works. By the way, we have Abby today. We're wearing like the same colors, which yep. is kind of interesting. Yep. Um, but, but here's how this goes, all right? What we're gonna do is we're gonna put a random fight, kind of, on uh, the screen. Actually, can you put the first one up? That'll help us. Help me explain how the game goes. So this is how it goes, all right? Basically, we're going to be talking about who would win in a fight between an Oompa Loompa or between Oompa Loompas and Minions. And here's how it's going to go. I'm going to let Abby share her opening statement. Okay. Kind of, this is like okay. a debating game. She's going to share her opening statement. After, after she shares her opening statement, then I will give my opening statement, then we'll have a rebuttal, and then you guys will vote in the comments, who you think would win in a fight. Don't vote yet, because we <laughs> haven't talked about it yet. All right, but th that's how the game goes. All right, so who would win in a fight between Oompa Loompas or Minions? Abby's gonna be on Minions side, I'll be on the Oompa Loompa side. So Abby, why do you think Minions would win in a fight between Oompa Loompas? Well, it's pretty obvious that oh. Minions would win, considering they have an entire movie about them defeating like the worst villain in the world. Mm. Oompa Loompas did not. They like stir chocolate, but <laughs> minions literally for a job, they defeat bad guys. So, that, I mean, I feel like that's all I have to say. They're trained. They're trained to battle. They would definitely win. They're trained to battle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, well, time out. <laughs> Natalie Wa Wagner has just discovered the little me <laughs> right here, right here between the things. Look at that, look at that. Hello. All right, I gotta go over here. All right, so well done, Natalie. You win the find your buddy thing. Good there's job. No, there's probably no way that you can take that off of the graphic now at this point. Nope. It's just there until we finish. Buddy's okay. just there. All right, well, anyway, so, so back to back to you know who would win in a fight mm -hmm. between Oompa Loompas. I I, I have oh. notes. You have notes. Yeah, what? because I've lost so many times. 
<laughs> I needed I needed to be prepared. Okay. So here's the here, here's the difference between Oompa Loompas and Minions. Mm -hmm. All right. Minions are super undisciplined. Like they're all oh. over the place. They're crazy. They have no discipline whatsoever. They're always fighting against each other. You know, whacking each other, or throwing each other all around. They they, they they don't get along well. There's there's definitely a lack of camaraderie and a lack of discipline among mm -hmm. the minions. However, when you look at Oompa Loompas, they have such discipline. They mm -hmm. are very disciplined. They um, they are very well choreographed. You know, so when it comes to setting up a battle plan, like they they can they can march, they can do it in a very choreographed way, which I do believe would give them a tactical advantage. So that's why I believe that Oompa Loompas would win over minions. <laughs> so your statement is because they can dance. <laughs> they can this isn't like footloose. This is this is battle. This is serious battle. Have you ever seen an Oompa Loompa? Beat anyone up? Nope. Not Have on you ever? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen an Oompa Loompa carry a weapon, defeat any people at all? Nope. You've seen them dance and sing, which is wonderful if mm -hmm. this were the talent show in sixth grade. But this is <laughs> real life. This is reality, guys. This, this is, is what the world is like. This is reality. Minions <laughs> this is reality. And minions would win every day. Did you just say day. minions? N no, you I don't just think said minions. So. And minions would win. The Midianites, they Midian would win. The Midianites. <laughs> they would win all day, er day. They're having a new movie come out. Uh, the Oompa Loompas may be dead at this point, honestly. The Oompa Loompas haven't come out since, like, the 90s. Or Johnny Depp, whichever came first. They haven't come out since Johnny Depp's movie. They're, they may be extinct at this point. We don't even know. Okay. Well, he, so, okay. So, so just to, to, to give my you know final closing remarks. Okay. Okay. Oompa Loompas can tell the future. So that gives them a significant tactical advantage when it comes to fighting. Because you've got to recognize, how do these Oompa Loompas already have this whole uh, song and dance choreographed based on the events that took place in the movie? Unless they actually could tell the future. <laughs> which gives them a significant oh, advantage when it comes to fighting. Because they already know what the minions are going to be doing. And here's the thing, all right? Don't you remember in Guardians of the Galaxy when Star-Lord won with a dance battle? <laughs> it happened. It happened. But yes. I will also say this. The Oompa Loompas can come out into the fight with a song to publicly shame their opponents, you know, okay. and, to, and to really strip their, their, their hope from them. And I wrote the song, <laughs> and I'm going to sing it to you. Oh, This is wow. how it goes. Wow. Oompa Loompa Doopa Dee Doo Minions are useless without Gru Oompa Loompa Doopa Dee Dee I'll hit you so hard you will go pee And that's, that's my closing argument Thank you Thank you Well uh, done <laughs> Alright well Put in the comments who do you think would win in a fight between an Oompa Loompa or a Minion? Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. That. George said, dance off win. Nice, buddy. But that's not, that's not saying that Oompa Loompas would win. 
Barrett, when you said yep. Buddy just won, does that mean Oompa Loompas would win in a fight? Or? Oh, she said I just won. All right. Well, put it in the comments. Who would win in a fight? I see one for Minion. Um, but she's, she gave me some kudos. I appreciate that, Priscilla. One for Minions. Uh, EO said that song won me over. Does that mean that that goes in the favor of Oompas? Hey! Oompas? I don't know why I called them Oompas, but I just did. All right, we got one for each. One for each. Yeah, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Put them in the comments. Who would win in a fight, Oompa Loompas or Minions? It's a tied game right now. Uh, Buddy brought... Uh, his A game. His A game today. I did, George, thank you. Oh. I appreciate that. Oh, Johnny just said Oompas. No. Oompa Loompas. Come on, Johnny. Come on, come on. I might win this nope. one, and I'm super excited about that. Nope. All right. Nope. Anyone uh, else? Oh, oompas? George says Oompas. Oompas. Either that or he's just making fun of the way that I said Oompas. Um, Buddy should win just, just for, for the, the song. song. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think, you, I think I you got this one, but not the next one. Not the next one? All I've right, well, let's jump one. very quickly into the next one. We'll only have one statement for this one, but the next okay. one is this. Eggs versus bacon. All right. <laughs> Quickly share why you think bacon would win in a fight versus ba between bacon and eggs. Well, guys, this is, this is America. America yeah. is built on a democracy, and the people vote. And the people vote for bacon mm -hmm. every time breakfast is served. Bacon is amazing. It is America. Mm -hmm. It is like one of the most patriotic of all foods, aside okay. from hot dogs. And bacon, you can wrap any food in, and it's still, it's so much better. It's taken up by like 1,000%, mm. as opposed to eggs, which you have to force your kids to eat. I don't want to eat. You can't wrap anything in eggs. It's not going to work, aside from like French toast. No. Or, or yeah, omelets. No. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. no, no, no. So bacon is just, it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. Yep. I don't feel like I have to make much of a, Argument. it's just, it's yeah. obvious, it's known. Bacon's always the winner. I understand, yeah. Um, so, see, this is what I'd have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, bacon comes from something that's dead, but eggs brings life. You know, an egg that is fertilized turns into life. That's a horrible argument, but Isn't I it brought an egg <laughs> as an illustration. Okay. Um, I took this from the right home. Oh, um, so that's actually yeah. mine. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I was working with your dad and I asked, can I have an egg? I can't get the egg out of the paper. So I would like you to do an illustration for me. Can you take that egg? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd now I want to. you to put it in your palm okay. and I want you to try to crush it with your hand. Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> See, it didn't crack at first. Well, my argument just <laughs> kind of dismantled right there. Um, you were saying? <laughs> so who would win in a fight? Put in the comments between eggs and bacon. You, you sabotaged me. <laughs> so sorry, it wasn't so egg on. The internet said it wouldn't break. Who would win in a fight between eggs and bacon? Yeah, she didn't apply equal pressure. It's your fault. Oh, it's your fault. It's my that's, fault. That's the thing. Um, 
<laughs> well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna secede from this one. I I think I, I'm pretty sure. Is that the proper word? Yeah. I think so. so. Um, yep. I see bacon. George says eggs. Hey, thank you, George. George. <laughs> I think he's just. Doing oh, that George. Me. I appreciate you, George. You're a good friend. <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was fun. All um, right, well, thank you for joining us for Who Would Win in a Fight. Now it's time for Q&A with Pastor. It's going to be a powerful time. It's going to be awesome. So we'll see you right there for a Q&A. Hi. Hello. Where are we looking? Where, right where? there. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Q and A. Uh, this Amen. is. Amen. I I thoroughly enjoy Q and A. I do too. It's one uh, of my this favorites. Is, this is an opportunity where we can answer your questions about God, the Bible, Christianity, life, whatever. Yes. Um, and, and we always try. If there's a biblical answer, we want to get. That's where that's we right. go at. That's right. That's our standard because yeah. that's our foundation. And mm -hmm. when we set our life and our standard as the Bible, then we will find that our life won't be shaken. And so uh, we had a question that came in from Taylor, actually in Germany, a good friend of ours, Evangelist Taylor McCaffrey. And I think he knew the answer to it, but it's a great, great yeah. question. He was throwing some great questions at us. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, the question that we're going to be talking about today is, is it possible to live without sin after receiving salvation? And if it's possible, is it commanded? Yes. So yeah. one of the things that's interesting is a lot of people have been taught all of their life that you cannot live without sin. Yeah. You, and many people have actually heard, you yeah. sin every day. Yeah. You know, how many people have heard, I yeah. sin, I have to sin every day. Yeah. But that's not actually in the Bible. It is yeah. in the Bible that every person has had sin, yeah. right? But it's not in the Bible that every person will sin from this day out unless mm. they don't know Jesus. Yeah. Actually, uh, we talked about one scripture that talks about when you're born of God, you you don't sin anymore, right? Yeah, First uh, John three. Yeah, but one of the things that we see is that nobody has not had sin except for Jesus. Yeah. So many people have been under the deception that they can never live without having sin, and that's just not true. Mm. One of the first things that we want to look at is uh, if it's commanded by God to not sin, yeah. then it's possible. Mm. And when he gave the word, just like when he gave the word to uh, Peter, he said, yeah. come to walk on the water. Mm. Peter walked on the power that was within the words. The yeah. same words that told them, let us go to the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, that power to get to the other side was in that word from the Father. Yeah. And so when he tells us, if he tells us, mm -hmm. do not sin. Or if he tells us, be holy, then the power is there to walk that way. Now, that doesn't mean that, that I've seen tons and tons of people doing that. But if we know, remember, faith begins where the will of God is known. If we start yeah. to know that this is possible, won't we seek to attain and walk like that? And can we? Yeah. You think so? Well, 
it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the Bible says. Right? That's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah. So, yes, and so that's what the Bible teaches. That's yeah. what the Word actually shows is if God commands it, mm -hmm. it's possible. Yeah. So let's look at that first. Does God command us to be without sin? So go ahead. John 8, 11, um, you see the, the woman who was caught in adultery. Yeah. Um, Jesus said, Does it, where are your accusers? Do they condemn you? She says, no one, Lord. And, uh, and then Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go yep. from now on and sin no more. Yes. Yeah. Sin Look no at, more. Man, my hat needs to stop sinning. Did you see that? It was like this. <laughs> that, that's a great way to be a biblical scholar right there. <laughs> Have your hat slightly askew. Um, okay. Go and sin no more, folks. Glory to God. That's North Carolina. <laughs> is that straight now? I'm not sure. No. There it is. Is that better? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so he tells the woman, go and send them more. Well, how could he tell her that? Wouldn't that be unjust mm -hmm. if he told her to go and send no more yeah. and then she wasn't able to do that? He's, he's given her a responsibility that he's not going to empower her mm -hmm. to be able to do. Well, that's not who God is. God's yeah. not unjust. Yeah. And then look at this, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16. Go ahead. Uh, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, yes. for I am holy. So what empowers us to be holy and not sin? The holiness of God yeah. that He gives to us mm -hmm. gives us the ability to walk holy. We do not have to sin every day. Mm -hmm. And right there in that, you have a direct commandment of God be to be holy, mm -hmm. to be holy. Yeah. So this is a direct commandment of God. And so we want to give you two or three witnesses of this. Here's another one in John 5, verse 14. This is the man at the pool of Bethesda mm -hmm. who had been there waiting for the angel to stir the waters. He heals him, and then he says this to him. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. In other words, God said, Jesus said, the Word shows us, the Holy Spirit tells us, go and sin no more. This yeah. is possible to walk that way. Yeah. So, and and there's, there's a really simple thing. Okay, now I just want you to hear for a second to be really holy, okay? All right, ready? Be holy. And stop. Now, in those two seconds, did you sin? Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. <laughs> I don't think you did either, oh, right? Praise God. Glory to God. Well, if you did it for two seconds, can you go for five? Probably. All right, let's do Ready, be holy. And stop. Thank you. And, and did you sin just then in those no. five seconds? No. Well, that's amazing. If you can do it for five seconds, I bet you could do it for a minute. If you could do it for a minute, I bet you could do it for an hour. Mm. You know, it's just breaking the old habits of the flesh man and yeah. putting the flesh down. And you can walk. You do not have to sin every day. Yeah. God has made that plain. Now, yeah. how? How can you walk like this and not sin? So one of the things that you see is in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus tells us this, when I send the Holy Spirit, He will empower you to be my witnesses. Well, part of our witness is not just telling people about Jesus. Part of our witness is how we live our life. So let's go over to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. 
And it says here in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and, and I'll, I'll read it and break it down just so you can see this part. It says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Mm-hmm. What's he telling us? He's saying be holy yeah. and acceptable to God. Well, here's the question. Is sin acceptable to God? No, there's another, there's another part where he's telling us not to sin. Good, good answer. Thank you. Yeah. And verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. so that you may prove what the yeah. will of God is, mm-hmm. that which is good and, and acceptable and perfect. All right. Yeah. So now when you see... I might have been speaking some of that from memory if the words were just slightly off. But what you see is that the Holy Spirit will empower us to be as witnesses, not just in our words telling somebody about Jesus, but how we live. The Holy Spirit will empower us to renew our mind to the Word of God Mm -hmm. that's without sin. It will renew our mind, and then our actions in our life will start to prove to the people around us and be the witness. The Holy Spirit will empower us mm-hmm. to not sin. Yeah. It will, he will empower us to learn what to do, what not to do. Yeah. And He'll give us His strength to help us. Yeah. And then when we do that, here's what happens. Romans 8, verse 5 through 8. Go ahead. Uh, For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, but it, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are of the flesh cannot please God. Glory to God. So what you see is that God will help us and empower us to not sin, but we need to give ourselves to the Lord. So number one, we give ourselves to the commandment in Ephesians Mm 5.18, be filled with the Spirit. That's an ongoing, I'm being filled with the Spirit every single day. Number one, I give myself to the ways of God. Two, through the Holy Spirit, I let my mind and my habits and my thoughts be renewed. And if my mind and my habits and my thoughts will be on the Spirit and by the Spirit, I won't sin. I'll walk in fullness of life, and in fullness of life there is no sin, and we will be holy as God is holy. So is it possible for a Christian to live without sin after they're born again? Yes, it is. And now that you know it, you can apply those things, and you're going to have testimonies. You're not going to go to the places of death. You'll go to the places of life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anything else? All I can think of is just it's the Holy Spirit. Hey, that's very good. It's the spirit (laughs) of holiness. Yes, amen. His nature is holy, and if he's in us, that means the grace to walk in holiness is is within our arms' reach. Yes, amen. God's not going to give us a commandment without giving us a commandment to fulfill it. Glory to God. Amen. Which I just said what you said. But <laughs> That's amen. Right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today for Q and A. If yes. you have any questions about God, about the Bible, about Christianity, about life, um, you know, you just want some biblical insight. Um, on something that you might even be going through. We would encourage you to send us a message. Go to whatsright.com, or if you're on Facebook, just send us a private message. Let us know what your question is, and we'll answer it. We'll address it here on Q&A. So, guys, we love you. Thank you for joining us for Q&A. Now we're moving on to our next segment. It's a time of confession with Barrett. Uh, It's going to be awesome. So now on to Barrett. Amen. 
So here's what's awesome about Confessions today is that Buddy and Pastor and I, we didn't talk about what Q&A was, but Q&A lines up perfectly with today's confession, and that's just how the Holy Spirit works. He confirms his word. He always, always confirms his word. So today's confession, we're going to say them together, and the reason that we do a time of confessions is because the word of God is a seed that is designed to come out of your mouth. We're designed to be planters of the seed of God. And seeds are designed to produce life and life in abundance. And so often what we'll do is we'll read the word, we'll hear the word, but we may or may not speak the word. And so during this time, what we do is we have a series of confessions that we go through here at the church, and they're all based in the word of God. And we say them together. And when we speak, we know that power is being released because the word word accomplishes that which it was sent to do. So today's confession, we're going to go ahead and put up and then I would just love to pray for y'all. Bless the time that we're about to have in the word. It's going to be awesome. Today's confession, confession number five. Oh, I love how Holy Spirit works. Join your voice with mine. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, we hate sin, and we walk in holiness. That's how the Lord works, and we are anointed by God. Yeah, Yar! <laughs> we love righteousness. Lord, thank you for your righteousness. God, thank you that righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. We thank you for making us righteous through Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We love righteousness. We hate sin. Just say this with me. Say, God, give me a distaste for sin. Give me a distaste for sin. Give me a distaste for sin and a hunger for the things of God. Lord, help me to walk in holiness. Help me to become holy. Help me to put down the old man and pick up the new man. Help the old man to be dead and buried and help me to walk as I'm called to walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. Lord, for every viewer watching, let faith, hope, and love rise up in them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that there is a holy people that are rising up, Lord. We thank you that your men and women, that they rise up in holiness, not legalism, holiness, not rules, relationship, love, hunger. God, we thank you that your word says that the hungry shall be filled with good things, things that you determine are good. Lord, I thank you that for every viewer watching today, let the hungry be filled today. In Jesus' name, let the hungry be filled with what is good. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that there are healings that are happening through this broadcast today. Lord, I thank you that you are sending your word and it is healing all. It is healing all. God, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, we love you. We desire you. We love you. And because we love you, we love your ways. We love your ways, God. Just say that. God, I love your ways. I love righteousness. I hate 
sin. Make that declaration yours, even if you haven't in the past hated sin. I hate sin. God, thank you for giving me a distaste of sin and for changing my spiritual taste buds that I crave the things of God. We crave the spiritual milk and meat of the word. We crave holiness. We crave righteousness. Lord, we desire these things. Those who seek you find you, and today we're finding you. Thank you for opening every eye that's watching. Open every eye, both physically and spiritually. Let us see things that we've never seen in the Word of God before. Let our hearts be tender, fertile soil. Till the ground right now, Holy Spirit. Help the seed of the Word be able to be planted deeply inside of the hearts of your men and women. Till the ground. Till that ground now. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we have help today. We have help and we thank you, Lord, for it. It's you. We thank you for your word, that it is true. And we thank you for the plans and purposes that you have for this broadcast today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank y'all for being on with us for a time of confessions and quick prayer. Prayer is powerful, and we just thank you so much for joining us. And now we are going to hop into what's the word. If you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast. Take this next couple seconds that we give you. Share the broadcast if you haven't done so. Get your expectation up because it is going to be a powerful time in the word with Pastor Brian, Buddy, and myself. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you on the other side of this quick video. Share, share, share. And we'll see you soon. with what's the word and I'm Hallelujah. excited because it's B cubed today. B it, that's a good point. I get very excited when it's B cubed. <laughs> Barrett, Brian, Pastor Brian, and Buddy. And nobody enjoys it as much as I do, but that's okay. You can tell my Buddy's face. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Be cute. Yes. I enjoy it. <laughs> That's all he has to say. Yes. Yes. But it followed with an I enjoy it. I enjoy okay. it. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. How's everybody doing today? Hey, listen, share the broadcast. Yeah. Right now it's going to be a great broadcast. I'm looking forward to it. Yesterday we really talked about, we were supposed to talk about how to walk in supernatural health. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We ended up really talking about uh, how God wants to heal you and how the devil tries to steal that mm -hmm. uh, through bad doctrine, through a lack of knowledge of yeah. God's Word. Yeah. Uh, but he really wants us to know how to walk in supernatural health, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So uh, if you haven't shared the broadcast already, please go ahead and do that. And uh, I'm going to ask them, if you would, uh, take 
that camera shot down so that our head is a little bit higher in the <laughs> shot. And uh, there's a whole bunch of, that's a long ways up there. All right, glory to God. And uh, so uh, what they can do is switch to another camera and then do that. They know how to do all that stuff. You can go ahead and bring those here, Marky. Just bring those here. So we're going to talk today about how to walk in supernatural health. And one of the things that we want to do I, I figured I'd print these for you. That's nice. So, yeah. yeah. I marked my text. Bible up a lot because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through it if I don't mark yeah. up all the verses. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> the reason why we printed them is because I wanted to kind of lay out a path for us to yeah. walk in supernatural health. And so the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to look at how to apply faith. Like, mm -hmm. how do you apply faith in any situation? Sure. Now, we're not going to break it down into super deep we just want you to see the basics. So really there's three steps to applying faith. And now, but the third step has seven steps underneath it. So we're just going to read those out. And I want you to see this. So how do you apply faith when you need healing? How do you yeah. apply faith when you need finances? Mm -hmm. How do you apply faith when you need protection? Yeah. How do you need, uh, how do you apply faith when I need restoration? Mm -hmm. How do you apply faith for any faith project? Mm -hmm. These are the basic steps. There could be some details uh, that are in the mix, but these are the basic steps. Then we're going to talk about what do we apply faith to? So in healing, you would apply faith to the promises of God. You would apply faith to uh, His principles, His character and nature. So it's Scripture. Yeah. And we would go to Scripture, see what God says about supernatural healing, and then we would apply those Scriptures into the faith project. And so then the last thing we're going to do today is we're going to give kind of some practical examples of here's what I faced, here's what the Lord said to do, and here's what worked, here, here's what didn't work yeah. in that faith project for healing. And so the first thing, how to apply faith. Put that in the comments. And I don't think we've had our hundredth comment yet we today. So there's, there is a gift card looming on the horizon yeah, for somebody. Close. It's wide open. Yeah, guys. I know. There is a gift card looming. It's anyone's game. I You've know. got this. I'm wondering who's going to get it. So share the broadcast. And uh, right now, how to apply faith. Uh, number one, the first step is know that you are saved. Yeah. Now, when I mean, I'm not just talking about knowing that you're born again. I'm talking about in a faith project, you're going to be saved from something. Yeah. There'll be a lack or a challenge or a situation. And what you have to know, the first part of uh, faith and applying faith is know that you are saved from yeah. that issue. Know that Jesus is your Savior. And there it is, the 100th comment. Whoa. It is. Your mom. I, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I always get excited when I get to say your mom too. Congratulations, you. mom. <laughs> Little did she know. You know. <laughs> She got, you won the gift card for the 100th comment. I told you it was looming. I didn't know how close it was, it was but it was close. really close. It was like yeah. two comments away. Yeah, amen. So, what did she do? I just saw a face in the back going, 
I know. <laughs> Is everybody okay? I heard a yell and a scream. All right. <laughs> Everybody's good. We don't have to apply faith for health for that person. Though Glory to God. we because we have a rolling camera now, so they could have just followed us. <laughs> it's true. Amen. I know. We're growing up. So if one of you falls out, we're good to go. It'll be on camera. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> so how to apply faith. Number one, know that you're saved from yeah. the lack. Yeah. Know that you are saved from the lack. So if you're, know that if you're sick, you're already saved. You've got yeah. to know yeah. that. Faith begins where the will of God yeah. is known. Uh, number two is deal with the attacks quickly. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a specific situation. In other words, as soon as you recognize the lack, first of all, learn to recognize the lack or the attack fast. That, that was a problem for me. I didn't recognize the attack quick enough. I thought it was just normal, yeah. just stuff going on. I recognize now that the devil is attacking on a regular basis uh, through our flesh or through a direct demonic attack. Yeah. I've recognized that and I learned to recognize them quick because the sooner you come against that attack, the easier it is to deal with before it gets a stronghold in your life. So, how to apply faith. One, know that you're saved from the lack. Two, deal with attacks quickly. Three, apply faith and patience. And under apply faith and patience. Now, now that we know, know that we're saved, we recognize the attack, now it's time to apply faith. And here's the steps of applying that faith. Uh, number one, under, under the third part, number one is Confess and believe that you have received. Mm -hmm. Confess and believe that you have received. There's seven steps here. Number two, set your eyes on the truth. Mm -hmm. Don't set your eyes on the attack. Don't set your eyes on the storm, right. the wind and the waves. Mm -hmm. Set your eyes on the attack. Yeah. Number three, enter into rest on purpose. Make yourself rest in the promises of God. Most people are not relaxing and they're not resting and that's causing them to shipwreck their faith. Sure. Number four, don't doubt in your heart. Yeah. Don't doubt. And stop doubting. In other words, a lot of times what will happen is people will have a faith project come up. They'll know that God will save them, but then, and they'll start the attack quickly. Uh, they'll go against the attack quickly. They'll start to apply faith properly, and then they go a little bit down the road, and they don't see what they think they should see, and they start to doubt. Mm -hmm. and, and so faith is dropped. And so by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Yeah. Number five, and this is so many places in faith, forgive. Yeah. I watch people and they're forgiven, but they won't forgive other people. And it shipwrecks our faith. It breaks it. Yeah. Six, work your faith. We'll talk about what that means. In other words, put your faith in action. And seven, continuously thank Him and praise Him. Yeah. Don't let Thanksgiving stop. Don't let your praise stop. Yeah. So again, these areas, uh, why don't you uh, run through that list again, just if anybody was writing it down. The, the full list? Yep. So how to apply faith. Number one, you know that you are saved. Number one, know that you are saved. Number two, deal with attacks quickly. And number three, apply faith and patience. And how do we apply faith and patience? One, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not toilet paper, so that's not bad. I've, I've had that. 
That, that's <laughs> happened to me. Um, one, confess and believe you have received. Number two, set your eyes on the truth. Number three, enter into rest. Number four, don't doubt. Number five, forgive. Number six, work your faith. And number seven, continually thank and praise Him. And that may seem, that may seem like it's a long list and there's a lot to remember. I promise you, if you will keep this in front of you, and all of these come from Scripture, if you will put this in front of you, uh, you will start to memorize them very quickly. It will become not just a list, it will become who you are. Commit your works, as Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. So don't worry if you can't memorize all of these. Keep this list in front of you and you'll start to change. For me, I had to literally stop and think through what are the exact steps because these things have become such a part of who Nicole and I are that it was, it's now, you know, it's just who we are. We do these things all the time and we watch the attacks melt quickly in front of the power of God as we apply that. So now what we're going to do. We're going to come back to that list at the end and talk about some practical steps for healing. Uh, But let's go to the first part of that. Know that you are saved. Know that you are saved. And so in order to confess and believe something, or in order to recognize the attack, you have to know what you should have. Right. So if you don't know that you're supposed to be healed, then you won't have any problem with it. But if you know that all sickness is from the devil, if you know that that any sniffle is a part and a working of the curse that you are redeemed from, then when it happens, you'll recognize it quickly. But if you don't know, remember my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They go into captivity for a lack of understanding. That's in uh, Hosea, is it? Four six or six four. It's one of those. Is the first one that they are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They go into captivity for lack of understanding. I think is in Isaiah five. And uh, so when you see that, you understand that I need to grow in knowledge. I need to grow in knowledge and I need to grow in the understanding of God. Well, in health, to walk in supernatural health, you need to grow in your knowledge of who you are in health. And even when you, you know, I believed these things years ago, but I've continued to meditate and confess healing scriptures over our life. Why? Because they become more of who I am. They're more ingrained in the core of who we are. And the more they are that our mind is renewed and the core of who we are is transformed into the promises and the character and nature of God, the devil will try to pull something, you'll recognize it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll know. And you'll know already, I've already got the victory over yeah. this. This shall not last. So a lot of people don't do that. And what turns into just a little bit of stress about a sickness can turn into cancer. It can turn into other major life ending problems yeah. and sicknesses because they don't know this at the beginning. I've watched yeah. the devil shipwreck so many people. So did you have something? Okay. Not now. Okay. Well, let's go right now. And we're just going to look at a few healing scriptures. I actually asked Buddy, if you have that link, can you share that uh, on the, they have the link? They should have the link in the back. So Keith Moore actually has a list and it's 101 Mm -hmm. uh, healing principles or uh, 
coming straight from the Word, and if you apply the logic that He gives, 101 things. We're going to put the link in the comments for everybody. This is a great list for everybody to go over to look at. And the truth is, that's not even all of them. I know He doesn't cover all of the healing scriptures in there, but it's a great base for us to look at. I try to pull that out every now and then and just go over it just to renew myself on supernatural health and healing. But we're going to look at a few of them. The first one I want to look at is one we looked at yesterday, 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. And it, and it says, Beloved, I pray in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. I pray in all respects, in everything, I pray that you will prosper and be in good health. This is the Holy Spirit telling us His will for every person. He wants us yeah. prosperous and in good health. Yeah. Not just health, good yeah. health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, He wants us healthy, yeah. walking in good health. This is, this is the thing. He wants us to be there all the time, walking in the fullness of life. Yeah. And that means the fullness of health. Amen? Amen. So the first thing is 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. Then let's look at some other basics about health. Mm-hmm. See, remember the first part of applying your faith. Know that you are saved from sickness. Mm-hmm. Know that you are saved from sickness. Yeah. If you, these scriptures don't flow out of you, then what you need to do is set your eyes on them, meditate on yeah. them, confess them, and then you will make your way prosperous like God told Joshua yeah. in chapter 1 verse 8. Then you will know that God wants you to be healed and whole. And so one of the things, you know, we were talking about this yesterday and, and getting some scriptures together. And I just started throwing scriptures out and Buddy was writing them down and then we were putting them in these notes. And th- these are scriptures that just flowed out of me. Why? Because I've spent time meditating on them, confessing them, not just for ministry, for myself. They need to start, you know, we have a a thing. Uh, There's the link right there uh, in Facebook. We'll get it into the other platforms as well. But one of the things that you want to see is that what happens when the devil applies pressure or the world applies pressure, what comes out of you? What needs to come out of us is the Scripture and the promises and the character and nature of God. When sickness applies pressure to your body, we need to make sure that what comes out of us is Scriptures for healing. Right. And if it doesn't, no wonder we're not walking in supernatural health. Yeah. No wonder. There you go. There's the link. 101 things God said about healing from uh, Keith Moore. Such a blessing. And uh, so and we need to know what God says. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. So let's look at some of these scriptures. Uh, Matthew eight seventeen. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. He himself took our infirmities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And carried away our diseases. Yeah. So if he carried away our diseases, where are they? Gone. Gone. From you, they're no part of you anymore. Yeah. See, that's just the simplicity of a scripture. And a child, childlike faith would just receive that. It's adults that will try to apply. Now listen to this very carefully. Adults will apply earthly logic, mm-hmm. worldly philosophies, vain deceits, right? The the adults will do that. But a child will say, he took my sicknesses. Okay. 
And then they'll re- they'll receive that. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. look at the next one. First Peter two twenty four. You want to read that? Sure. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. Yeah. So on the cross, he literally carried our sicknesses. And in Isaiah, it gives us a picture of that. It says you couldn't even recognize him as a man because of the beatings and the sickness and disease that he took. He was hard to even recognize as a man. You know, we look, many people were walking out of the theater uh, with the passion of the Christ because it was so graphic. But the truth is that wasn't as graphic as it actually was. Yeah, because you couldn't even recognize him as a man. That is, can you see that? Now, why, why did he take that? So that you and I would be healed. Mm-hmm. When this verse right, says, right here says that on that cross he bore our sins and our sicknesses. We know uh, from Matthew 8, sins and sicknesses on that cross and by his wounds we were healed. We're not waiting to be healed. We were. We already have been healed and we are healed now. When it says he took those stripes, why did he take the stripes? Why did he carry the sickness and disease? Why did he do that? So that you and I could be healed. Now see a, a childlike faith sees that so very clearly. But we have struggled with it because the world has taught us something differently. Preachers have taught us something differently. But when you just look at the simplicity of Scripture after Scripture after Scripture, it's hard to not know that unless we're fighting it with a worldly taught logic, which is an incorrect logic. All right? And he said, one other thing to point out is, did he, to save us, and for us to be in relationship with God, did he have to take the stripes? No, no he could have just bore the sins. Mm-hmm. But you'll see, why did, why did sickness come into the world? Sin. Sin. Sin, the wages of sin is death in every area, including death to the flesh. So immediately once sin happened, death started working in the flesh, right? Death started working in the flesh. Sickness and disease came in because of sin. So here's the thing. If you deal with the sin problem, you deal with the sickness. Mm -hmm. And so you deal with uh, sickness and disease. And so then all he had to do was deal with the sin problem. But he said, I'm going to make sure that I pay the price for all healing everywhere. I'm going to take these stripes. This was in addition. He did that just for us. Now, I want you to see that. He took those stripes, not because we needed those stripes to get to heaven and to become in fellowship with God again. He took those stripes just so you and I could be above and not beneath sickness, Mm -hmm. that we would be the healed of the Lord. So when we have people that will say, well, maybe God will heal me and maybe he won't. That's like slapping Jesus in the face with those stripes again and saying that wasn't enough. That is a prideful position and it's wrong, you know. And you brought up a great point yesterday that I thought was really good. You said, you know, if it's not God's will to heal, then why go to the doctor? Why take any medicine? Yeah. Why, why do anything towards health if it's not because you would be coming against the will of God? And so we've got to recognize that some of these things we've been taught, they don't logically, they don't, they don't hold water. All right, let's look at another one. Uh, this is 
Deuteronomy 28:61. Now, uh, the first part of this verse uh, shows us, and just so you have some context, in Deuteronomy 28, you have the listing in the first like 14 verses, you have the listing of all the blessings mm-hmm. of the Lord. In the second part, you have all the curse mm-hmm. you know, that happens. When men walked away from the Lord, this is the curse that they walked into. Yeah. Okay, So first part blessing, second part curse. Well, Deuteronomy 61 is well into the curse. But right before that, it lists disease after disease. It lists cancer and limbs being gone and this disease and that disease and boils and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it goes through a list of diseases. But then it wraps it up in verse 61 and basically says this. Verse 61, and also every sickness and every plague or disease which not written in the book of the law uh, will be on you. The Lord will bring on you until you're destroyed. This is a part of the curse. Now this verse here means the Lord will allow these sicknesses and disease on you because of the curse. Hear that. Because of the curse. Mm-hmm. Because of the curse. Yeah. Because of the curse. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well now let's go to Galatians 3.13. I'm going to turn there because I love putting my eyes on this portion. So Galatians 3 and verse 13 If you're ready, you can go ahead and read it. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And verse 14 goes on to say, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles who received the promise of the Spirit through faith. So in other words, Jesus did away with the curse for anybody that is of faith and in Christ. He completely redeemed us from the curse and He brought us into the blessing. Mm -hmm. So all of Deuteronomy 28 we're redeemed from, we do not have to walk in it. Some people do because of lack of knowledge. They think they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. But He's completely redeemed us from the curse. And he's put us in the blessing. And so when we see that every sickness and disease is a part of the curse, and Christ redeemed us from the curse, what sickness and disease in Christ do you have a part of? Nothing. Nothing. What sickness and disease do you have a part of in Christ? None. What sickness and disease is left for you if Christ redeemed you from the curse? You are completely redeemed from the curse. Glory to God. See, this is the kind of teaching that we need because when we actually see the good news of the gospel, faith comes. Faith for supernatural health comes. Yeah. Well, as you're talking, what keeps coming up to me is the other night at Impact, you were talking about Jesus being royalty came down and chose to do all of these things for us, including taking sickness and disease onto himself. Yes. And so as you've been talking, I just have this picture in my head of all of these like Disney movies and uh, bear with me just for a second. But you know, it's like Snow White and the apple and there's this evil witch trying to tempt Snow White to, t- to eat the apple yes. or walking down the street and here comes a prince and you know, he's royal and all of a sudden it's no, uh, c- come over here for, the bottom, sorry, I, the bottom line is that any sickness and disease, it's an affront to what Jesus did. And it's, 
it's reprehensible for a Christian to knowingly, knowingly, I'm not saying unknowingly, but knowingly be, allow sickness to stay there because it's, it's redeemed. And what it is, is it's the enemy trying to distract. That's where, thank you, Holy Spirit. The enemy's trying to distract us away from the truth. Look at yes. this apple. Look at this, look at what this is. Yes. And get their eyes off of healing. He's all he does is lie and steal and distract. Yes. And if he can get our eyes off of the promise, you know, taking our thoughts captive is such a huge part of this. Yes. When we get to faith, you know, yes. if we allow our thoughts to run wild, this is what I would do is I would feel a pain in my arm or I'd feel a pain somewhere in my body. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, yes. I've got cancer. Like, you know, yeah. your brain just goes, can go crazy places. And if you don't take your thought captive, all of a sudden your yes. stubbed toe becomes like an infected, amputeed, whatever, yeah. because your thoughts will go there and that's because our our thoughts can be undisciplined yeah but, i'll share a story uh, about that when we get uh to how to apply this to help i'll share a story that just happened to me but he's he, all the enemy can do is distract that's all yeah. he can do is distract and lie distract and lie and if we pay attention to the distractions pay attention yeah. to the deceptions pay attention to the affront of what jesus did and give yes. that more attention than what our lord and savior did when he left heaven and came to the yes. earth and took our sicknesses and diseases yes then it's not just a slap in the face. It's, it's so insulting. Like yeah. I never want, and I know I've yeah. done it. I never want to stand before Jesus from this point forward and say, Jesus, I let your character and nature be insulted yes. by taking sickness. Well, and just put this, amen. Uh, Phil just put over on YouTube. He said, Satan is a liar. Yeah. He is a liar. And, uh, Put in the comments right now, everybody that's watching, put it in the comments right now. I am redeemed yeah. from the curse. I'm redeemed. And the only person that might not would be, that's not redeemed is somebody that doesn't know Jesus. But even if you don't know Jesus, you can know him right yeah. now and be redeemed yeah. from the yeah. curse and be placed in the blessing. Amen. Write it in there. I am redeemed from the curse. I'm redeemed from the Sickness curse. Sickness and death has no part in me. Sickness yeah. and death have no part in Glory me. Glory to God. Amen. Sickness and death has no part. It, you know, it's, that's the thing. Sickness and disease is illegal yeah. for, to be in a Christian. Yeah. It's illegal for me to have that and walk yeah. in that. The only reason I would have it and walk in it is because on some level yeah. I have accepted it as normal and I haven't stood up against it. Yeah. Now, and that's just it. Now that doesn't mean that the devil won't try stuff. It's that we need to see that as illegal. It's trespassing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to stand for it yeah. anymore. Amen. I'm yeah. not taking it anymore. We're not going to take it. Yeah, that hit my head too. <laughs> Let's look one of my favorite verses. I want to look at Acts 10.38. Go ahead. Acts 10.38. You know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, yeah. and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So God was with Jesus, mm -hmm. and because God was with them, He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. We need the work of the Holy yeah. Ghost. Yeah. 
He was anointed, and because God was with him, the presence of the Lord and the power of God and the love of God, he yeah. was the radiance of his glory, right? Jesus was. He went about, and what did he do? He healed them all. Yeah. yeah. He healed them all. Now watch. Do you remember in Nazareth, not all of them got healed? He could do no mighty work there. Mm -hmm. So what's this referring to? This is referring to anybody that came to him in, in, faith. in faith, in humility, and in, uh, you know, basically saying, Lord, I believe you can heal me. Everyone that did that, he healed them all. Yeah. And the ones that didn't come there that were familiar with him or they thought they knew yeah. who he was, mm -hmm. they thought they knew. He said, I could do no mighty work there. Yeah. But he wanted to, but he couldn't because he doesn't go, zap, you're going to do what I say. He doesn't do that. He doesn't make us robots. That's not how he acts. That's not how, that's not, he allows us because if he makes you do that, he removes you from love. Love is a choice. And if I take that choice away and make you do something, now I've taken away your ability to love, your ability to be like God. Yeah. And he wants us to walk like him, made in his image and likeness. So he's not going to do that. But for everybody that came to him in humility, came to him in faith yeah. and said, Lord, I need you. It says he healed them all. Yeah. He healed them all. Yeah. He healed them all. Again, here's the will of God. And what does it also tell us about sickness in this verse? Who does it come from? From the devil. Yeah. They were oppressed by who? They were oppressed by the devil. All sickness and disease is oppression from the devil. It's a part of the curse. And had Adam and Eve not sinned, we would have no sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what it is in heaven. That's what's happening. Because in heaven, there's no sin, there's no sickness. Yeah. There's no disease. And that's why he prays. Again, why would he tell us to pray this way? In Matthew chapter 6, and he says, pray this way, your will be done on earth yeah. as it is in heaven. Again, there's no sickness in heaven. So when he told us to pray that way, he was saying, I'm praying, let sickness be removed from yeah. the earth. You're the assault. You're the light. You're the ambassadors. Right? And so you see so much there. This lines up all over the word and there's nothing that's contrary to it. There's some things that people think are contrary, but the Lord, he dissolves all of that stuff by by the full counsel of the word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Psalm 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. Yeah. That's who he is. That's his character. Yeah. That's his nature. He sent yeah. his word and healed them. That's who he is. Yeah. He is the one who sends your healing yeah. by the word. Many people hear it every Sunday morning if they're listening to a preacher that they should be listening to. Every Sunday morning, they'll hear the good news of the word of God that they can be healed, saved, delivered. And that word goes inside and it starts working restoration. That yeah. word goes out and it starts working faith and working healing and working restoration. He's still sending his word and healed them. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Next, Matthew 8, 3. Because a lot of people, they don't know that they don't know that God wants to heal them. Mm -hmm. God answered that. We've already covered several scriptures that talk about that. Yeah. But what about what about that one? Matthew 8, 3. 
Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Okay, and, well, tell them the context of that uh, before you read it. Yeah, the context is Jesus just finished his sermon on the mountain. As he's coming down, a leper comes up to him. And the leper said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand. So he yeah. was facing, the leper was facing the same deception yeah. that the devil still uses today. Well, I know God can, but I'm not sure that he will, yeah. which we talked about yesterday. Mm -hmm. If we don't know that God can do it, yeah. then it is a chastisement to his power. Mm -hmm. If we don't know that God will do it, then it's a, an attack against his character yeah. Yeah. and against his love. Yeah. And so the devil attacks those things. Yeah. And so here's, he's attacking this guy with the same attack, attacking God's yeah. character. Well, I, I know he's powerful enough, but I don't know that he'll heal me. And what's that doing? Saying that God's a respecter of persons. Yeah. And, and God, Jesus answers that for everybody right here in this man. Yeah. And makes it public. Puts it in the Bible yeah. for generations. Mm -hmm. And what does he say? He's, uh, he, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, which was illegal. Yeah. Touched him saying, <laughs> Good point. I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his lepers, he was cleansed. Amen. I'm going to write in my Bible in brackets. He touched him in brackets, which was illegal in honor of you saying buddy that crouching. the way you did. Yeah. Buddy well, well, I mean, like in context, you know, the lepers were, yeah. were supposed to yeah. like everything that this leper just did was illegal. Yes. Coming to Jesus. Yes. He wasn't you know, supposed to be there. He was supposed like walking down a, a road. If they saw anyone down the road, they had to yell, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. And like take the long way around. They weren't allowed to be in contact with people. Yeah. He's been told his whole life. You can't talk to people. You can't be in contact with people. So when he came, that, that's probably where the, if you're willing, yes, you can make me clean. And then Jesus touched him, <laughs> which leprosy is like was the most contagious disease of yeah. the time, which like just by touching him. I mean, talk about social distancing. You know, Jesus completely like broke that wall, yeah. touched the man <laughs> um, and which that man probably hasn't been touched in how long, you yeah. know. Like no one's touched and him. Jesus in would be illegal in California right now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, but he touched the man who was infected with this disease that made limbs fall off. Like it's not it's not just like you, not, you have yeah. a cough. You know, you you know, your arms would fall off, your nose yeah. would fall off. He it touched the man. The flesh. Talk, yeah. talk about yeah. faith. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To be able to walk up to someone and, and lay hands on them and yeah. then say, I am Amen. Right. Thank you, Melissa. She said great message. Amen. Well, and it's not like this is at God the is beginning good. of leprosy. Like, it's not like he had a report right. of leprosy. No, this is full-fledged leprosy was there, like mm -hmm. symptoms. It was, it was happening. So it's not a report. It's physically there. So I don't care if you've heard, you know, a doctor's report saying yes. that you have stage four cancer and you're going to die in a month. Baloney. Yeah. The, Lord, the yeah. Lord God, Jesus, has sent his word and his word mm -hmm. will heal you now. Yeah. He will touch you with his yes. word now. So regardless of where you're at or have been at in this process, his word has been sent to heal you. Yes. Whether it's cancer, coronavirus, the flu, the sniffles, you got a headache or you stubbed your toe and it hurts. His word healed them, heals them. Amen. So here's the next scripture, knowing that God wants us to walk in supernatural healing and health, yeah. uh, Matthew 15, 26. Now the context of this is Jesus had a direct 
um, mission from the Lord. He yeah. had a direct mission from the Lord um, because there was a plan. And the plan was, I've prepared a people to receive my message through the Messiah. So the Jewish people were who Jesus was sent to, right? And so Jesus had a mission, go to the Jews. Yeah. They will receive because they've been prepared for thousands of years to receive what you're bringing. And so God the Father told him that. So he runs into a woman who is not a Jew, a Syrophoenician woman. She has a daughter who's vexed by devils. Again, who was bringing the disease? The devils, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the woman says, uh, Jesus, Master, pray for my daughter. And he says, I wasn't sent to you. You know, basically, I'm going to paraphrase to give you context. He says, I wasn't sent for you. And, he, and she says, she said, he says, I'm not sent. Jesus said, I'm not sent to bring you the bread that's for the children. Now, right there is an important message. And that's this <coughs> verse. Mm -hmm. And it says, and he answers said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, right there, when Jesus said dogs, he probably would have lost, you know, most of the American church. Oh, how dare you call her a dog? Well, he had a, he had a point in what he was saying. But I love this passage because it shows you there was a mission. She was not in the mission. Yeah. However... However, God is a respecter of faith, yeah. and, the, and He's a respecter of humility. Mm -hmm. And this woman's faith and humility was tested right in front of the, the world and now in front of everybody else. And, and basically what God's saying, watch what happens. Watch what happens when somebody that's not even the children of yeah. God. Re watch what happens when somebody that's not even the children of God. Watch somebody who's in the position even of a dog. Yeah. And watch somebody who says, Lord, I humble myself to you and I have faith and I reach out to you. And all of a sudden uh, she says this. She says, Lord, you know, first of all, he says the children's bread is healing. Yeah. Healing is the children's bread. Yeah. Put that in the comments right now. Healing yeah. is the children's bread. The children have a right to daily bread. That means that healing is my, our daily bread. Anybody who's born again, you are the children of God. Your daily bread, daily supply is healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's healing. Yeah. It's healing. Glory to God. But then she says this. She says, look, casting out this devil is not even the fullness of the love. She said, even the crumbs mm -hmm. fall off the table and the masters let the dogs eat the crumbs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this woman, <laughs> oh my goodness, what humility and faith. I don't even need the full loaf of your bread. I just need a crumb of your power. Yeah. I recognize this is nothing to you. Mm -hmm. I need my daughter to be healed of this you know, death sentence that's on her life, but it's only a crumb for you. Just let me have a crumb. I may be a dog, but I know who you are. I'm humbling myself and I'm giving my faith to you. And Jesus stops what he's doing. And, and I want you to see this. Faith moves God. Yeah. Humility moves God. Yeah. Faith and humility, hunger, 
faith, humility. These things move God. Yeah. Expectation, hope moves God. Yeah. Love moves God. And this woman put humility and faith out there. And all of a sudden Jesus says, I've not seen this kind of yeah. faith, even in the ones I've called to. I've not seen this kind of faith. She, he says, go, your daughter's healed. Mm -hmm. He could not ignore faith. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Jesus could not ignore humility and faith. Yeah. Jesus could not ignore humility and faith. Yeah. But you know what he could ignore? is people that were walking in familiarity. And he actually wanted to heal them, but he couldn't, could not do a mighty work in Nazareth yeah. because they were thinking, didn't this boy grow up with us? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you have men of God. They're like, well, this, this guy has his own problems. They'll have even leaders. They'll say, this guy's got his own yeah. problem. Yeah. You, you have to recognize the hand of God, even if you're familiar with the human being. Yeah. And so the people that don't get familiar, like for example, you guys hang, ar hang around all the time with me and I'm your pastor, but you hang around with me all the time. You see, you'll see things that I'll miss. You'll see things that I'll get wrong. But if you get familiar right. to the point where it's like, well, he's just a human, you know, I don't have to listen to everything he says. That's the second part of that statement that's not, not said but mm -hmm. thought. Then you'll get to the place where I'll be preaching and it won't do you any good because right. of familiarity. He could ignore people in familiarity, but he can't ignore humility right. and faith. And if we will be in humility and faith with the people of God and the Word of God, God has to move on our behalf. Amen. Amen. Uh, Psalm 103, 2 through 3. Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all, all. your diseases. All. Yeah. <laughs> there all. it is again. Mm -hmm. Serena said it yesterday. All means all. Yeah. He does what? God does what? He uh, heals all your diseases. Not just some of them? No. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Yes, it's what? right here. It's right there. Right there. What? Oh. He, he, oh, all. That, that's all. amazing. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> are you get, are you seeing this too? Yeah. Are you excited about that too? If so, put some hands up in the comments. Woo, woo. Yeah. He heals all my diseases. He pardons all my iniquities. Yeah. And I'm not, watch this. Go back to verse two. Forget none of his benefits. That's a benefit of God. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to keep that on my heart and my mind and in my eyes yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not well, forget it. Well, what I love with that is it's not who healed. It's not a past tense. That's good. That's a future tense. Yes. Like, he is healing and yes. he heals. Like it's continuing on. So the yes. diseases that you may have faced in the past... He was there to heal them. Whether we received it or not, he was there to heal Absolutely. them. And then going forward from this point onward yeah. for the rest of your yes. life, you can place faith on the fact that anything yeah. that tries to lob itself against the authority of Christ, yeah. anything that tries to come at you, you're healed from that thing. The Lord has healed you. Yes. He will heal you. Amen. He is healing you yeah. forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. We're going to run through these last. Again, these are not all the scriptures. These are just <laughs> this a. Is like this 10. is just a, a touch. Yeah. And look how powerful it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. it, it's undeniable yeah. that God's a healer and He wants to heal you yeah. all the time, and He's yeah. willing. It's undeniable. 
unless you are familiar with worldly logic. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the way Jesse Duplantis says, he says, it's so simple you need a good theologian to misunderstand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Say that again. He said, it's so simple you need a good theologian to misunderstand. That's one of my favorite statements, too. <laughs> Look at this. We're just going to tell you the, the part of Exodus 15, 26. In Exodus 15, 26, God simply says, I, the Lord, am your healer. Yeah. I'm your healer. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha is the Hebrew. I, I am your healer. Listen, it's the name of God. That's yeah. His character and His nature. He's a healer and He's your healer. Mm -hmm. Put it in the comments. He is my healer. He's my healer. Exodus 23, 25 through 26. Go ahead. But you shall serve the Lord your God and He will bless your bread and your water. And I will remove sickness from your midst. Mm -hmm. There shall be no one uh, miscarrying or barren in your land. Mm -hmm. And I, it says, I will fulfill the number of your yeah. days. Yeah. And all right, Romans 8, 11. So he will receive, uh, before we go there, he will remove sickness from our midst, yeah. from the midst of us. He will remove sickness from our midst. Yeah. All right, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Every born again believer yeah. has the Holy yeah. Spirit dwelling in yeah. them. And especially if they're filled with the Holy Ghost on a regular basis and overflowing, it says the Holy Spirit that brought Jesus up from the grave applied resurrection power to the physical body of Christ. It says He will, he will quicken your mortal body. Yeah. He'll bring your body back to life as well. Yeah. It's a promise. Amen. Isaiah 53, 5. Isaiah 53, 5. Will you find that and read that? Yep. And then we're going to go back through this list mm -hmm. of how to apply it very quickly. Do you have it ready, Barrett? Mm -hmm. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Mm -hmm. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. Glory to God. Now, let's look at the practical side of walking mm -hmm. in supernatural health. Number one, how to apply faith. Going back to that. Number one is know that you are saved from sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. We just went out over verse after verse. Mm -hmm. That should, the more you meditate on those verses, the more your mind will be renew, uh, renewed. You're, the more that sickness and disease will be taken out of your mind as a stronghold. Mm -hmm. yeah. The more that you meditate on the Word and confess that health and healing of Christ in you mm -hmm. and that the goodness of God. You know, one we didn't even mention, the devil comes, the thief comes to steal, <laughs> kill, and destroy. Yeah. Steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life to the full till it overflows in abundance, mm -hmm. till the full till it overflows. Yeah. That's what he's doing. It's so simple, and he's made it black and white. Uh, again, you have to have a good theologian to mess it up. Uh, you know, somebody that really is after the religious theology instead of after what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so, know that you're saved. The more you meditate on it, the more that you will know that. Number two, deal with the tax quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, one time, one uh, year, uh, quite a while back, 
uh, one time, hey, Miss Susie, good to see you. She said, so good. good. God is so good. Amen. I was teaching on healing uh, years and years ago. And I think it was like the ABCs of healing or something like that. And in that message, the Lord brought up this. He, he said this. He said, uh, he said, if you took mud and threw it on a wall, right? He said, if you clean that mud off mm -hmm. very quickly, it might stain the wall a little bit, but it would be easy to get off of there. But if you didn't clean that mud off, then it would dry. And then once it dries, it could be very hard to remove. It could actually bond to the paint surface, pull out chunks of the drywall. Uh, it could be, it can make a mess. So it's much easier when we are challenged with sickness and disease. Uh, it's much easier actually for us to deal with it quickly than to let it sit. And I've found many times that those small sicknesses, small colds, uh, things like that actually uh, if I'll deal with them quickly, they won't take hold. Yeah. So if I, if I start getting a sniffle, I deal with that immediately. I start confessing it. I start moving it. Uh, go back to this main camera, please. I start confessing it. I start move, moving on uh, Scripture. I start moving in those things quickly, mm -hmm. and then that, that cold doesn't set in. Uh, you know, the, the deeper cough, the different things. I'll deal with it quickly, because what the devil's doing is he's He's trying our faith. Yeah. He's saying, oh, they say they're a health person. They say they're a healing person. They say they're a Jesus person. Well, let me throw some little cold on them and let's see if they'll receive it. And so if we'll sit there and go, oh, man, well, it is getting to be flu season. No. <laughs> And do that. And, they, and they'll just receive it right in. But see, if they know that they're saved from that, that sniffle, come on, they'll be like, ah, you're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got to go. Yeah. I, I rebuke that sickness and disease right now. I'm the healed of the Lord. The yeah. Lord is my healer. By his stripes, I was healed and I'm healed now. Yeah. I, he does good in my body. Restoration's working on me. Those that lay hands on the sick, those that believe and lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Yeah. I'm recovering now in Jesus' name. Lay hands on yourself. And all of a sudden, that little sniffle goes out the door yeah. and nothing else happens. Deal with it quickly. Yeah, the other morning, Don't accept it. The other morning in prayer, I, the Lord started talking to me. I was going through the confessions. Yeah. And the third confessions is we have divine health in our body now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. And so as I was praying, the Lord started talking to me about how we're getting into the time where the common cold, you know, people yeah. say that. Yeah. And he said, he's like, I've not called you to be common. Amen. You're not <laughs> That's good. The only thing that you're supposed to have produced inside of you is life. Yes. And so there's nothing common for a That's believer right. to allow sickness. That's that's mixing the profane, profane yes. holy things with holy. Profane. And yes. you're becoming common. But you and Buddy taught earlier, yeah. holiness is what we're to walk in. And sickness is an affront to yeah. holiness. Holiness is not average in the yeah. world. Holiness is not mediocre. Yeah. Holiness is not walking through what everybody else. It's walking yeah. on the level of God. If, if God can't have it, you're not supposed to have yeah. it in that way. If, if, if God can't have a certain lack, if he can't have a sickness and disease... We're not supposed to have yeah. it because we're in Him. Mm -hmm. we're, we literally, like, if you think about it, holy means set apart. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, 
we're we're separate from the world around us. Yes. We yeah. are seated in heavenly places. Yes. There's no sickness in heaven. Therefore, we have, and the Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. Yes. So, like, just like an ambassador, you know, in the United States has diplomatic immunity yep. from, you know, the, yes. the, the things around him. Yep. You know, we have diplomatic immunity from the, the curse that's around yeah. us. We're yes. in the world, but we're not of it. Yes. We, we literally, ha like, we're separate. We're set apart under a different structure, yes. under a different kingdom while we're, yet, while we're in this earth. So we have that, that diplomatic yeah. immunity from the yes. from the curse and the the effects of it on We're the head and yeah. not the yeah. tail. Mm -hmm. We're the head and not the tail. Yeah. That yeah. means the head is who determines. Go back to this camera please. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. the head determines. Yeah. The head determines yeah. where that body is going, mm -hmm. not the tail. We're not being wagged by sickness. Yeah. yeah. We're wagging sickness off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're the head. We determine where we're going. Yeah. We determine where we're going. Can you see it? It says in we're Psalm, the head. It says in Psalms too that the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. Yes. Why can he laugh? Because he knows the end from the beginning yes. and he knows that if his children will rise up in who they're called to be and their yes. authority, that all the attacks, all the stuff that's trying yes. to come, it's a laughable thing. That's right. If sickness that's right. tries to come. Yeah. You can't touch yeah. me. I'm That's an right. untouchable being. So, you know, what would you do? I mean, what would you do if you were sitting at home and somebody rings the doorbell and you go and there's a delivery man with a package there, right? And in this box is a clear plastic box and it's full of deadly snakes. Hmm. What would you do to it? Well, the door's getting shut. Okay. <laughs> would you sign for the package? No. No. So that's what a lot of people do is they let sickness and death into their lives yeah. and they do it by not resisting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, I would you know, I would laugh in that delivery guy's face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But it got sent to you. No. Return to sender. Yeah. You, know, you might as well stamp that thing, customer refused. Yeah. Because I'm not a customer of death and disease. Oh, but somebody thought about me and sent it anyway. Yeah, I don't give a rip. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> I'm laughing in his face. It's not coming in this house. Yeah. And we can see that so clearly, yet we've been taught mm -hmm. that sickness and disease is what we're supposed to receive. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's flu season, you know. Well, it's allergy season. No. Yeah. The season is to produce fruit. <laughs> That's the season we're That's in. That's the season. There's only one season in God, and that is productivity. And sickness and disease, the wages of sin, yeah. will hold me back from yeah. the productivity season that I'm supposed to be yeah. in. Yeah. And I, I'm actually denying my work of God yeah. to receive a sickness and disease. Yeah. I'm not going to receive it. It's not yeah. that the devil won't try. Right. Yeah. He will try. That's why he sends packages to the door of our body. He sends sickness and disease. He wants to try it. See if you'll receive it this time. Yeah. You, you may go years and then all of a sudden he won't see. You know, I had something just this week uh, that I was dealing with and I'll, t I'll tell it again here in just a second. Don't receive. Yeah. Deal with the attack yeah. quickly. Yeah. Don't even let it in the door. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking the devil literally did that with Paul. You know, the shipwrecked on Malta. Yes. He's yeah. sitting there and a snake jumps out of the fire and latches Great. to his hand. Yes. And the the thing that you see that separates him from anybody else is that uh, point number three: enter into rest. Yeah. yeah, he shook it off into the fire and yeah. just. 
just and kept as far it. as we know that's the last he thought about yeah, it. yeah because yeah. because like it doesn't say he shook yeah. it in the fire and then ran around flailing oh my like gosh. am i gonna die what's what happening what do i do yeah. yeah no like he shook it in the fire and then it said then they just watched him waiting for him to die they were just watching him <laughs> and when he didn't <laughs> and when he didn't they actually came to the lord yeah he was able to heal like a uh, a uh, uh, higher person's son and then like literally there was a revival right there yeah, yeah. that goes back to our question and answer time in mm. romans 12 1 and 2 yeah. when we renew our mind to yeah. the actual promises of the word and walk them out yeah. it starts to prove to the world God is good, mm -hmm. His will is good, yeah. His will is perfect, and His will is acceptable. Yeah. And they said, His will is acceptable yeah. to me that day. It's the perfect example of that. Well, remembering the three-part man, I think, is so important with healing. Because yes. he, like when when an attack comes, it comes against the flesh. It's not coming against your spirit man yes. specifically. Your spirit man can't get sick, but your flesh can yeah. if you allow it to. Yeah. And so I, as Buddy's talking, I remembered the other day, like, I had been coughing a little bit that morning, not much, and Buddy walked out, and I told my, like, I coughed, and I'm like, stop it. Like, <laughs> I, I got very authoritative, and Buddy Did walked by, and he's straight? like, what you doing? <laughs> like, no, I'm just, I'm, I didn't I'm, hear the cough, I just heard the stop it, and she was the only one there, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to walk into the other room. But I've learned that I can speak to yeah. my yes. body. My yes. spirit man yes. has authority over my flesh, yes. and when my mind is renewed with the word, then my spirit and my soul can then gang up on my flesh and put it in its proper place. That's right. That's right. So when we're applying faith for supernatural health and healing, one, know that you're saved from that sickness and disease. Two, deal with the tax quickly. Three, apply faith and patience. Uh, Hebrews 11, no, no, 6, 12 says, by faith and patience, we inherit the promises or we receive the manifestations yeah. of the promises by faith and patience. Now, so when I say apply faith and patience, first thing I mean is trust in God's promises, His character and yeah. nature, and don't let go of it. Yeah. Patience is not letting go of the faith that you started with. Yeah. Okay. Put that in the comments, please. Patience is not letting go of the faith that you started with. Patience is not letting go of the faith that you started with. So apply faith and patience. Now the first step of doing that is confess and believe that you have received. So in Mark 11, uh, verse 20 through 24 approximately shows the God kind of faith and the Bible way of faith. Yeah. And it says, confess with your mouth the promise. Speak to the mountain, yeah. speak to your body if it's not, speak to the sickness, speak to the storm, right? Confess and confess the healing power. All these scriptures we gave you before, confess those, mm -hmm. which is why it's a part of our confession. Tell them that confession again. We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. So that's come straight from all of this scripture. It boils it down into one state. We have it now. We're not waiting on it. We have it now. Yeah. And that's what Mark 11 says as well. It says, not believe in healing. It says, believe you have received right. healing. Mm -hmm. 
you know, in any faith project, believe you have received right. the promise. And that goes back to the three parts of man. You know, I can, I can have something wrong in my body at that moment, and I believe that I have received it in my spirit man. And if I've received it in my spirit man, it's going to come out yeah. in my body. You change the root, you will change the fruit. And so as I believe that I have received that the root is is healed, mm -hmm. the fruit will be the healing in my body right. will start to manifest. So right. confess and believe that you have received. Two, Amen. set your eyes on the truth. So I think it's 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Set your eyes on things above, yeah. not on things of the earth. Yeah. Another, another scripture is all over the word. The just or the righteous will live, have life to the full till it overflows mm -hmm. by faith, yeah. not by sight. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stop paying attention to the sniffle. I'm going to stop paying attention to the headache. Yeah. I'm going to stop yeah. paying attention to the pain, and I'm going to set my eyes yeah. on that thing. Well, what you pay attention to, you give life to it. Yes. If you're paying attention to it, it comes alive. Yes. So enter into rest. In other words, another yeah. in that 2 Corinthians verse in chapter 4, it says this, that you will actually move uh, things in the world that are what the Bible calls temporary, you will move them to the eternal. So in other words, if there's a temporary curse, I can look to the eternal promise and I can change that temporary curse. And that's what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Three, enter into rest. This, I think, sinks a lot of people. They keep worrying about the thing. So they're trying to be in faith. They're trying to be in patience. But eventually, their faith will be shipwrecked if they don't stop thinking about the problem and right. if they don't enter into rest. Uh, so I'll give a story in, ju in just a minute. And four is don't doubt. Mm -hmm. Don't let doubt come in. So here's, here's something. This just happened last week. Um, I was sitting there and uh, I was I was actually starting to have pain in a tooth, like one of the back teeth. And I was like, what in the world is that? But then this pain was different from a pain I've felt before. Like it was at the root. Yeah. I could feel pain at the root. And I was thinking, man, has that thing gotten infected in the root? Am I going to have to have this tooth pulled? Yeah. You know, I mean, it was and it was like just aching like that. And I was like, man, what is that? I was, you know, at night I went in there, I looked at it, I was like making sure that I was flossing and doing different things, which I haven't always done that well. And, uh, but I was making sure with this because I wanted that pain to stop, you know. And I was sitting there and I just, I could have gotten in worry and anxiety. And I felt fear try to come on, worry and anxiety try to come on. But I was like, no. No, I'm not putting up with that. No, I'm going to enter. This is going to be fine. God's got this. And I, and I got from, as I entered into rest, and I started believing, uh, I started hearing from the Holy Ghost and believing what He was saying. He said, command that, command that pain to come out. Mm -hmm. And there was something on the come out portion, mm -hmm. right? I knew it was like if I could have seen those spiritual words in my spirit, the come out was bold. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something on that. And so I was like, I was like, man, what in the world? Well, I was, I just pain come out in Jesus name. I was focused on that. Well, the pain seemed to increase after I said that. And this has gone on for about a week now. The pain seemed to increase. 
And uh, then you know how if you ever have something that is, has not gone right in your mouth, you know, you're like you're sticking your tongue right there and like trying to yeah. see what you can feel and everything. So I did that. Man, I hit something and it shot pain through my body. I was like, oh, whoa, what was that? So right at my gum level, I felt something hard right there. I'm like, what in the world? And when I touched it, pain, I thought, man, do I have a tooth that's infected now sticking through my gum? You know, all these thoughts are coming yeah. in. What did I have to do? I had to not doubt. I had to rest. But I already knew as I prayed about it, I had the peace of God. I received peace like it's going to be okay. So I have to go back. That's a word mm -hmm. from the Lord. That's a, that peace in my heart is a rhema word that it was going to be okay. This, this just happened. On Monday is when it, it, I really, it shifted. And so I was sitting there and, uh, you know, not paying attention. I truly entered into rest. I put down doubt. I stayed in faith. I was confessing the word, setting my eyes on the truth over that. And uh, that little area that I felt, you know, I kept messing with it. And every time I'd touch it, it would just shoot pain through me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord brought back to me. He said, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when you were biting that nacho chip? I said, yeah. He said, do you remember you crunched down onto it and you, it shot into your gum and you were like, ow, you remember that? I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that. And, and what had happened the, on Monday, remember come out that chip that broke had stuck right in my gum at that same spot. Mm -hmm. And I, you know how sometimes like it feels like you can be right on top of a nerve, yeah. you know, uh, somebody and, and hit your back in one place and doesn't really hurt, but they hit right on that nerve. It's like, oh, you know, well, that thing was right at the nerve at the base of that tooth and that chip had stuck. And when, when I felt that chip that was ejecting out of my gum because of the word, all of a sudden I hit it, it zinged that nerve and that's the pain I was feeling. As soon as on Monday, I felt that peace come out of my gum, immediately the pain stopped and Amen. went away. Now, what was the devil trying to tell me? You're going to have major, you're going to have to have major surgery, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars and everything. I could have left rest, yeah. but this is how you walk in healing. Yeah. Well, I started praying and, and confessing the healing of God as soon as I first started feeling the pain. I was dealing with it immediately. That brought me to the word of come out. That come out word ejected that piece of, of uh, chip out of there and got it removed and was healed just like yeah. that. We have to walk in these things. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So the next thing is we must Forgive. Mm -hmm. And then we must work our faith. We have to forgive. Forgiveness is all around a faith project. We must be in forgiveness. Search your heart constantly to say, Lord, show me if there's anything I need to forgive. And don't be slow about it. Be yeah. quick about it. Uh, but then we have to work our faith. I love the story of Brother Hagen. Brother Hagen was supernaturally healed, but he, was, he had been bedridden and he died twice. He had been supernaturally healed. He, know, he, he, knew, he felt the power of God come all over his body, but there were times where he still felt very sick and very, very weak. And the Lord spoke to him and said, a sick person doesn't lay in bed all day. And he knew he had to get up. 
He said, I would get up and he said, I got a job out in the field, a very, very hard working job when I felt weak. He said, I'd go out there and I'd work in that field. He said, I worked my face, mm -hmm. my faith. I worked my faith. And he'd go through that field. He said, at the beginning of the day, he said, I would be out there by faith because if I was going by what I felt, I felt horrible. He said, but I would work by faith. He said, I knew I was the healed of the Lord. I knew he'd spoken to me. I felt the anointing come over me like a lot of people feel it in a service. And they, the healing comes, but they drop it. They mm -hmm. don't apply patience to the faith they started with. He applied patience to the faith and he got out there. He started working. He said, I would start in the morning. I'd be tired. I'd be done by the end of the afternoon. But all day I'd be in faith. I'm the healed of the Lord. I have strength of God. And by the end of the day, I'd feel good. The next day I'd feel down again. He said, but day by day, it got better and better to the point where I started outworking them all. And he said, I had more strength than all of them, and I started at the place of death. Mm -hmm. He worked his faith. Yeah. And then we want to continuously thank him and praise him. Amen. And if we will do those things, supernatural healing will be ours. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Has that helped you today? Have you seen some things? Have you seen some things differently or has it secured your walk in supernatural healing? Yeah. Glory to God. And the Bible says this, when somebody shares the good news of the gospel and the message of Christ with you, it is our duty and our responsibility to share with them out of our overflow. And so as we move to the end today, uh, we want to open it up for anybody that the Lord is leading uh, to sow into the ministry. Uh, you can give or sow on Facebook by typing in hashtag donate and the amount after it, or anybody can go to givebc.org. Yeah. Uh, but it's important. Remember the scripture that says, don't muzzle the ox yeah. while they're treading out the corn. In other words, and he says to those who do their work in the ministry of the Bible, in the ministry of the gospel, in the ministry of the word, it says they're worthy of honor and double honor. And that literally means weighty material substance in yeah. that way. So a lot of people miss over that. They just receive preaching all the time and they never sow into the ministry where they're fed at. That's incorrect. That's outside of God's ways. When we're working our faith for healing, when we're working our faith for prosperity, we must work our faith according to the Word of God. Yeah. And so God calls us to a responsibility that if we receive the Word, then we owe it to the people working, yeah. to God and to those people to sow into the people yeah. where we're being fed. Yeah. And a good example of that is if you went over you know, to uh, any fast food restaurant and you walked up to the counter and ordered food, what would they do? Uh, if you walked up to the counter and you were ordering food and they gave you food to eat, you know, would you just walk away and say, thank you so very much. You know, I appreciate y'all ministering to me today. That's how you get put on a wall. Yeah, that's how you get <laughs> measured with, with stripes. And, uh, but no, you, that would be stealing. Well, the Bible actually lays it out that that's the same thing when we constantly take food in and we're not sowing yeah. in tithes and offerings in that way. And so it's good for us to recognize that. And when we receive the food of the word, and today you've received that food of the word, that we respond by sowing into that. Nicole and I make it a point that when we receive the word, we are always going to sow something. Uh, we're always going to do that. That's our standard. Amen. And so, Lord, everything, Lord, Father, we just pray right now for, first of all, 
Lord, we pray for everybody that is sowing today. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over into their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, let it be supernatural supply, supernatural exponential multiplication to the seeds that they sow in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, we praise you for it, and we give you the glory. Lord, let their finances change. Because the the beautiful thing about you is we cannot sow into your kingdom without a return from you. There is a harvest, there is a return, and Lord, by faith we receive that return. You are so good that you will give us your word that will completely change our lives. We will take our responsibility to sow, and then you'll bless us for sowing. That would be like the the fast food restaurant down the street uh, multiplying back to us food when we only paid for it once. Father, you're amazing, and we love you, we praise you in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, we want to pray for everybody who has received healing through Jesus Christ. We are, I speak to those bodies of everybody that's hearing and listening to this message now. I speak to those bodies right now. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the spiritual fruit of full redemption that is in their born again spirits, let it manifest right now in their bodies. Let every sickness and disease come to an end now in their body. Let let restoration work in them quickly now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your love made manifest. Thank you, Father, for your word made manifest in them. Lord, we believe we have received redemption from the curse and freedom from all sickness and disease. We believe we've received it now. We have supernatural health and we carry an anointing for divine healing in us in Jesus name. Lord let the testimonies uh, begin now and we thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know what's interesting? I didn't do this on purpose. Amen. Miss Susie said, I'm listening again tonight. Hallelujah. You'll enjoy it again. I I pray that you will. So what's interesting is I did not plan this, but if anybody cut out at the offering portion, they missed the prayer for the healing. (laughs) If they said, oh, they're at the offering, I'm I'm jetting. If they didn't honor it to the end, they missed the prayer and the release of that impartation. Yeah. I wasn't planning that way. That's just how I, I didn't think about praying until after we had done the offering. It's interesting. Honor. When you honor God, God will honor you. Yeah. That's the thing. Amen. I pay attention to the things like that. I've found that when I pay attention to the honor of God in different ways, I'll walk in more honor from yeah. Him. And those things add up. It's very important. So yeah. praise God. Well, I'm done. Well, great job watching the way to the end. <laughs> God is good. We thank you so much for being on with us today. And tomorrow we are going to have another great episode of Lunch Plus. It's going to be so good. It's going to be the accent challenge tomorrow. Or really, it's basically impression time, as, as you know. Um, maybe Pastor will be on? Who knows? Um, and then after impression time, we're going to have the song challenge tomorrow. We're going to have another time of prayer. And it is going to be so 
Good. We thank y'all for being with us today and we love you. Thanks for being with us this Thursday. Hope it's beautiful where you are and we'll see you tomorrow. 11.45 a.m. Same time, same place here on the Lunch Plus Facebook. Well, what's right Facebook, but it's Lunch Plus time. You know what I mean. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. We love you.